Property Marketing Made Easy, the podcast. Here's your host from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello, we are the Get Savvy Club and we're on a mission to teach anyone in property how to get visible online. Why? So you can get deals, you can get direct bookings, you can find JV partners and investors, or if you're a realtor or estate agent, you can find new stock and ultimately you can make money. If you would like our help, just message us on info at getsavvyclub.co.uk or find us on social media. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying Property Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, follow and subscribe. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Property Marketing Made Easy from the Get Savvy Club. Well and again, done. <laughs> and, uh, I would not have got that if that had been me. <laughs> it just popped in my head like... <laughs> Even though you literally just said it as well, didn't you? But still, it would have just gone past me by. The reason being that although we teach people how to use social media really easily to get results, and actually we can teach any business, any business challenge us to get better results using social media, what we found was probably because of your background, Anna, in property, that actually a lot of people we're helping were property. They definitely speak a different language to everyone else, don't they? They love an acronym in property. investors especially, yeah. Yeah. So we, we help, you know, people in property businesses so if they're professionals within property so your estate agents your architects and whatnot and property you know mortgage brokers but then there's a whole other load of people that are investing in property as well and they use like hate words things like hmos there are some subtle differences i think um depending on what your property strategy is but i think sometimes that lead time um to building no like and trust can be longer in property because if you're asking someone to invest you know 50 100 000 pounds in a project that's probably going to have a return over 12 to 18 months that's not a oh i like this guy i've seen him on linkedin twice where's my checkbook old-fashioned but yeah so you need you need to get out there more and it is I think it's subtly it's the same tactics and techniques but just applied in a slightly different way so we decided before Christmas really that from this year we will be focusing on property people so we've changed our podcast name to property marketing made easy we've changed our group program to property profit made easy there's a theme here isn't there and although those are the people we're targeting so we're going to talk at you know all the property investors network meetings throughout the UK, lots of progressive property meetings and lots of other different networking meetings, all property related. So it's good fun for us. But we do still have some one-to-one clients who aren't in property, believe it or not, because on a one-to-one basis, obviously you can just be bespoke to their business and give them all the help they need rather than it being just a group program where there might be often in our group program, there might have been one or two people not in property sitting there immersed in a discussion about property thinking what 65 70 percent of the people were in property anyway but we had a couple of big opportunities in the property industry so we were like you know all signs are pointing this way here or you know people were calling oh can you help with this and even like coaching people over in america and the way that they they uh, talk about the different it's the same strategies but they call them something different so they more like to say strs which <laughs> sounds a bit like Sounds like something you need to go to a clinic for. (laughs) But it means short-term rentals. That's what they call their STRs. Uh, Well, we have ASTs, don't we? Yeah, and we have ASTs. And uh, serviced accommodation, we would call ST at short-term rentals. We call them serviced accommodation or holiday lets or corporate lets. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot of different lingo in it. But, yeah, this podcast, as you've probably read in the title, you should be on TikTok. 
Or should you? And the reason we decided to do this one is because Anita and I have been speaking at lots of different property events, as we said, around the UK. And often we get asked this same this question, which is, oh, what do you think about TikTok? Because we lead a lot. Our strategies can work on any platform. So if you love Facebook, it'll work on there. If you love Instagram, it'll work on there. If you love LinkedIn, it'll work on there. And if you love TikTok, it'll work on there. But we do tell you the there. best ones to be on to make your life easy, obviously. Yeah, and it's not I, being I, on all of them. I definitely don't agree with that. No, you. I think often when people ask us the question, I genuinely feel like it's a loaded question, and they're looking for an answer that is, no, you don't have to bother, and they're like, thank God. Yeah, that's a relief. But what we do say is, you know, if you hate, if you've tried TikTok and you can't get on with it, and you it just baffles you, and every second you're on it, you feel like it's just this big chore, then no don't go on you don't have to just because it's the new big thing you can still make it work totally on like linkedin if you wanted to so don't feel just because there's a new i think that's where people get overwhelmed and stop is because they think i'm never going to keep up because it is tough to keep up things are changing all the while with tech and social media platforms and there's a new feature coming out on instagram oh no we've got to do reels now oh no now there's tiktok now there's this and if you love tiktok and we have a client that's um you know he's a essay mentor actually and yeah he went on there quickly got traction and loves it other people have given it a go and they don't get it they don't enjoy it so don't don't put yourself through it but you must find one social media platform. you must we always say don't rely on one social media platform as well you must have your own email list too so it's a two-pronged attack, really. At least one social media platform, and then you need to be sending those people to your own list. No good. You could be like top influencer of the world on like Clubhouse, for example. When Clubhouse was out, some people were flying when that started. And who goes on Clubhouse now? No one. So what if those people didn't capitalize and get people into their world on their list at that time, they kind of wasted a lot of time back a couple of years ago when that was the main thing. Above all else, marketing always has been and is about repetition and consistency so it's about getting people to feel familiar enough with you that they are willing to spend money with you and you get that through consistency so showing up all the time and then seeing you and getting to know like and trust you and repetition because people don't get it that first time we've always got so much going on in our lives we don't get that message the first second third 15th 25th time you've got to keep hammering it home and if you're running to the next new platform to jump on that because you think that's going to be the next best craze and you need to get into it then it's really hard to get that consistency and so you might you know you might be hearing stories about the phenomenal reach people are getting on TikTok and that is absolutely true but is it the right kind of people so I think for me it's better to be really consistent and absolutely smash one platform and be really good at it um, and get business from it than to just go and be on every little thing and just be like a jack of all trades and also feeling completely and utterly worn out and like social media is a job. Anna is so right in don't just rely on that platform because it could be taken down tomorrow or it could be, you know, like Facebook. If you're increasingly frustrated that you put out a Facebook post that, you know, two or three years ago would have got five, 10, 20,000 people seeing it and now is getting 37 views, there's nothing you're doing wrong at all. Facebook have changed the way they run things and they want your ad spend now. LinkedIn hasn't. So, you know, you will still get that reach on there if you do it properly. And TikTok is where Facebook was, you know, 15 years ago. So they're trying to buy up a share of market by being overly generous with your reach. So, yeah, and there are new ones coming on board all the time, aren't there? And if in your marketing efforts, you jump to the new platforms all the time and then leave the other ones, you're not being consistent and you're not creating repetition. So you won't build no like and trust and you won't find the clients. And then you'll say, 
social media doesn't work for my business. And we've heard that said an awful lot. I tell you that 100% of the time it's because people are doing it wrong. I've never, ever found a business it won't work for. And be realistic as well. So don't think, oh, Facebook will come good. And at some point, I'll get all of those views that I used to get. I'll keep plugging away. You probably won't. Facebook want you to pay now. That is just fact. They want you to pay. They've got shareholders to become a bigger entity. It's the metaverse now. That reach you had in 2012 is not coming back. So stop hoping that one day it will change because it won't. And maybe if you are flogging a dead horse over there for what you're doing, you might need to change something. It might mean maybe looking at a different platform, but but really just get get realistic. Or, or maybe you just need to pay now on Facebook if you want the reach that you used to have. But yeah, there's no, no problem with that. Unless, well, I mean, we try to help people to get their organic system to work so that they're getting responses and making money. Because once that works, then yeah, take it into paid and you know you'll get return on investment or return on ad spend that's acceptable all day long. But if you're doing your testing on paid marketing, then um, it got the recipe for bankruptcy, isn't it? Yeah, just, uh, just, uh, rich benefactor. just put your money in in an envelope and post it to us. We'll be we'll be yeah. happy. Yeah. You'll happy probably get a good, as, as good a return doing that than you do throwing it into testing on Facebook. Do your testing for free. And so, yeah, I mean, we get a lot of people that stay on Facebook because they feel that that's the platform they know. And actually, what you should be testing it against is, is it giving the results that you want? So it's like, you know, anything in life. Life. sometimes you've got to get out of your comfort zone to reach your goals so if you're flogging a dead horse on Facebook because that's how comfortable you are then accept that you're not going to get the level of success in your business that you want or just branch out and use a different platform and that might be TikTok give it a go if you're the kind of person like Anna that likes to give new things a go you know try them out then yeah give it a go um, but don't give up something that's working for you and at the moment LinkedIn is working for everybody we work with if you're somebody that always goes to the gym three times a week and you go to your step aerobics class if you've always done that for the last year and a half two years and you're not getting any results, you need to switch it up. And it's the exact same with the social media platform. You can't just keep banging on doing the exact same thing and not getting results. It's wasting your time and that's why you get overwhelmed and that's why you don't enjoy it. So that's what we help you get out of your comfort zone and try something else. Or even sometimes it's just tweaking the littlest thing. People are turning up, they're doing all right. But actually, if they just thought a little bit more about what they're doing, they would make a masses of difference and their business would improve and they'd get much more traction and a lot more eyes on their posts and a lot more engagement and a lot more business from it. Sometimes people just need to be told what to do. And I, you know, in an area that I'm unfamiliar with and often I'm, I don't know whether it's my age or the fact that I'm quite a busy person, but when it's something new, even when I know I need to do it, I can't be bothered to learn. You know, like you can see a YouTube video and I just think, no, I'm not doing that. And I just want often it's exactly the same when I started business on my own and they said to me, they said to me right now you need to go networking to go and find some clients the the they that (laughs) always advise people go and networking and go and find some clients and I thought okay well where I didn't know about this crazy networking world where do I go what do I do I don't want to go around the mall and figure it out so I looked around for someone who already did it and seemed to be doing all right at it and I could like squeeze all that information out of them and they could tell me and I'd leapfrog all the trial and error and go straight to the ones that worked and that person was you Anna Geary and the rest is history yeah so it's worth reaching out to people on facebook and linkedin don't always think about oh where's my next client coming from think about who you can 
uh, ask advice from and who you can help as well. Because if you put yourself in a, I mean, we're not saying go and do a ton of work for free at all. Don't, you know what we're like without giving away stuff for free. But sometimes it's worth having a conversation with someone and being open to things happening and having collaborations come along into your business because that could happen at any time. You just don't know what's around the corner. So being closed-minded and not being open to these things is uh, reckless in your business, yeah. really. And also that um, fixed mindset where it's like, I don't like social media. I'm not the kind of person who wants to do social media. Yeah. I don't want to get out there and get personal. It's not going to work for me. I don't need to use it. And there is a middle ground, isn't there, between yeah. that person and someone that's really needy and flashing a bikini and on there all the time needing, you know, self-actualization using social media. They don't have to be that person either. But you can yeah. get, I mean, just for example, just get on LinkedIn and uh, be a lurker for a little while. Have a look at people's posts and see who you kind of are drawn to, what kind of posts people are writing about that make you think, oh, they seem a decent person and, and just start commenting on theirs and just get more familiar with it that way. And if, you know, TikTok, you're considering doing that, then do that as well. But be careful because I think out of everything, TikTok is the one that sucks up all your time. And yeah. I see my kids scrolling, watching these, inane and often i'll say a, a word or like accidentally say a sentence that obviously triggers some big tiktok that they're watching and they'll yeah. both go into chanting some ridiculous thing and laughing and i'm just like i don't even know what you're talking about you just sound ridiculous now <laughs> so yeah, exactly. be careful because tiktok will suck up your time yeah and coming back to that oh i'm just not social media is not for me it's not for my business have an open and honest discussion with it's, it's like saying marketing is not for yeah. my business yeah is this a story that you're telling yourself that is a bit of a crutch for you because if you say that then you don't you don't have to do it like and or my, my industry social media doesn't work or oh social media is not for me That's oh and the other one the other one i hear is away. i don't want my competitors to see what I'm doing and steal my clients by me getting on social media which again acts like your competitors are at least equal to you if not better and yeah. if you're thinking like that then you need to change your business up and your mindset probably because your competitors can do very similar things to you but they can't be you they can't have the relationship you have with your clients so if you're the best you and your business is the best business it can possibly be then your clients will be with you and the ones you lose you know we lose we win clients all the time that's life isn't it but you're not going to go bankrupt because you put a post out on linkedin so stop having a scarcity mindset of like oh people will know what i'm doing oh it's you know it's not going away is it social media it's not a fad anymore at this point it's a crucial part of your match, uh, marketing yeah. strategy and, having and been if in you don't marketing, want to market your business then you haven't got a business really. yeah and having been in marketing for corporate since you know 100 Time years began. I've had yeah pretty much I've had this argument a lot with board members who are like we don't want to put pricing on the website we don't want to put too much detail about our products because our competitors will look at it and copy it do you know what I used to say is that if your competitors want to find out about you they always will they'll always be an ex-client who is now with them and they'll show them all of your stuff and tell them everything or they can you know mystery shop you somehow or find someone who can pretend to be a client and go and get all the stuff if they're that interested in you they will find out about it regardless of what you put on your website but the information you put out there means that potential clients can come find out about you and want to work with you and you look open and honest and, and friendly and transparent and the kind of business that you know I would want to buy from definitely yeah. instead of and we so we don't we often don't we will read a headline or people will tell us what they do and we both sit there and go you've said a lot of words ourselves but I still don't know yeah. what that means what do you do yeah and the reality is your competitors probably don't care 
what you're doing, actually. They're too busy cracking on doing what they're doing. Too busy worried that you're um, looking at them. <laughs> yeah, potentially, or just cracking on building their business and not even aware that you even exist. So you got to kind of get out of your own way. Do you want to market your business? Should you be on TikTok? You don't have to be, but you do need to be somewhere consistently with clarity and on a regular basis with confidence to get this to work. So TikTok's not for you. That's fine. Or if you can't commit to it, then that's fine. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like um, Anna said about the gym. You cannot dip in and out of these things Mm -hmm. and expect a result. It's exactly the same. If you're enjoying Property Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, follow and subscribe. Anna here. Anita and I really appreciate you listening to this podcast and the great feedback that we get. If you can, please subscribe and leave a review for us. It really helps with the growing of the podcast and then we can help more people in property market their business. Thanks and see you on the next one. Bye. That was Property Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club. If you enjoyed it, connect with us on social media. Just search Get Savvy Club.